0: Okay, well every blessing to you all, and welcome back to my walking talking pulpit. Just a couple of uh, statistics to share with those which may be interested to know that by the grace of God, I'm able to walk around three times a week, which allows me to cover 15 miles, which if I were to calculate over 52 weeks of the year, would give me something along the lines of 780 miles. 15 miles a week times 52 yeah 780 miles which would be the equivalent of me walking from my home to central london and back two and a half times at my peak of walking around two years ago i was able to go out maybe five times a week and cover 25 miles which over 52 weeks of the year would give me around 1300 miles which i believe is the equivalent of me walking from my home to barcelona spain quite incredible and yes i am still aware how bodily exercise profits little and yet at the same time how our bodies are the temple of the holy ghost and that's why i make the case and will continue to that if we can do physical exercise and complement that with spiritual exercise then we are doing great things indeed we are body soul and spirit just another quick thought to uh, put down or share with you all before i get into today's subject of tribalism and say this that one of the mistakes we make is to be of the opinion that someone who is very wealthy has been able to achieve great riches as a result of the Lord's blessing not necessarily at the same time there are people who are very poor who have no money and they think they are poor because they haven't received the Lord's blessing not correct either both views are incorrect most people have been able to receive great uh, blessings or been able to reach standings shall we say uh, in society in spite of the Lord not because of the Lord most people if they are very wealthy have been able to reach that level through dodgy dealings walking over people stamping on people grinding people into the ground the Lord has not blessed them so don't think just because somebody is wealthy just because somebody has a great standing or is very respectful that somehow the Lord has blessed such a person, no that's not true whatsoever at the same time I want to say that if you are, say, resentful towards someone who is very wealthy and you think that because you're not that somehow The Lord will take pity upon you when you die, or somehow you'll be just ushered into heaven. My friend, you are gravely mistaken. The rich man won't make it to heaven, and nor will the poor man make it to heaven. So you can afflict yourself all you want, you can uh, deny yourself all you want, you can rejoice in your poverty all you want, but when it comes down to your salvation, whether you're rich or poor, it makes no difference whatsoever. You must be born again. And I say that because I think a lot of people have got it into their minds that rich people are going to burn and poor people are going to be saved, are going to rejoice. Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, it goes back to that old expression concerning the Lord giving, on the one hand, enough rope to save a person and on the other hand enough rope to hang a particular person a very bizarre analogy I know but I think it's a very relevant one and if I get a chance I will come back and further elaborate on my justified concern when it comes to people rejoicing in their wealth to almost lamenting in their poverty get under the blood If you're not saved, get under the blood. It's all about the blood of Christ. No more, no less. But let's get into today's subject, if we may. It's a very cold and blustery day, so I hope this recording will come out okay. And my apologies if I'm somewhat uh, a bit sniffy, but we are very much in the winter season now. Before I got saved, I knew a lot of people and Some of my friends were political and some were not. And I can remember one particular chap, a political character on the left, who was an atheist. And we call such people the loony left. He was a nice guy, don't get me wrong, but he was a misguided guy. He was a naive guy. He, I think looking back now, suffered fools gladly. And during my years of knowing him, and speaking to him, he told me some interesting stories, which, looking back at it now, are somewhat uh, pitiful. He had a Catholic sister-in-law, a right-wing Catholic sister-in-law, and he would go to her home throughout the year, maybe Christmas and Easter, and certainly for birthdays. But the problem that he had with his sister-in-law wasn't only that she was on the right of politics, and he was on the left but how they both liked to drink they both drank to excess always a dangerous thing and on one occasion he went to his in-laws home got into a ding-dong with her an argument over politics can you believe politicians can you believe and i thought to myself how pitiful imagine sitting down and uh, writing to your favorite politician and saying hey mr such and such or hey mrs such and such i've just had an argument with my sister-in-law or my husband or my wife over you can you help me out i've taken a stand and they've frozen me out and i'm no longer part of their inner circle and i'm very much in need of your help for example can you help with my food bill can you help with my mortgage can you help get my kid into a good school you know very well don't you that nine out of ten uh people that you would put that request to would have no interest whatsoever in coming to your aid and therefore when I think about this particular chap arguing falling out with his catholic sister-in-law over people he didn't even know it's not only a joke it's tragic I knew another chap who was on the left, but this one was a catholic. And this chap would go and see his son throughout the year. And they too will get into major arguments over politicians. So much so that on one occasion this old friend of mine stormed out of his son's home and drove, now get this, 300 miles back to his house. It was Christmas time. He was absolutely f- infuriated that his son would not only disagree with him on his political views, but would question his father's political views so much so that he would storm out of his son's home and drive back 300 miles. In fact, my first friend I seem to recall telling me that on more than one occasion, because he would like to drink with his uh, Catholic sister in law, he was over the limit. And after many arguments with his sister-in-law, he would storm out of her home and walk home, like 20 miles. Absolutely pitiful. Do you think these politicians would fall out with each other over you? We had a prime minister in the UK back in the 1990s called John Major, a so-called conservative prime minister. And he was very friendly with the leader of the opposition guy called John Smith who was an atheist and these two very different politically and ideological ideologically would come together at the end of a long day in Parliament kick their shoes off and enjoy a gin and tonic and yet their followers hated each other their followers would fight tooth and nail over their opposing views had no interest in any sign of unity and yet the leaders that they followed, the parties that they were affiliated to, thought nothing of coming together and enjoying a drink. Absolutely pitiful. There was a story I read about some years ago concerning George Bush Senior playing golf with would you believe bill clinton of all people and the caption was what do these two possibly have in common and i thought to myself more than you probably know and yet again followers of mr bush republican and followers of mr clinton a democrat would fight tooth and nail for the most part what's going on here well You've got tribalism, you've got people falling out with friends and family over people for the most part that they don't even know. People for the most part that don't even care about them. There was a well-known wedding in the UK maybe five or six years ago, or perhaps a little more. And this well-known wedding concerned a well-known football player. And this well-known football player invited some friends to attend nothing wrong with that you might think and yet the friends that he invited to his wedding were players from different teams now when it comes to football i'm not an expert so i have no interest in sport but what i do know about sport is very tribal and therefore to hear about this individual inviting fellow players from different teams along to his wedding very interesting to me his best man played for another team a well-known team and i thought how amazing how can it be possible that this a star player who also played for england i might add was more than able to invite friends from different teams to attend his wedding and allow his best man from a team which was at enmity with his team and yet if you were to try and get a group of people to sit down from different clubs and teams and enjoy a latte and just talk about the so-called beautiful game you know it'd be almost impossible and yet what's going on well you've got a two-tier system on the one hand you've got very well to do people whether sports stars or politicians or pop stars that are cut from the same cloth they've reached great highs they feel very comfortable you see in each other's company and yet their followers for the most part are just ordinary working people ignorant people naive people and they would much rather fall out with their friends and family over such people which again is pitiful one of the most uh, saddening stories that I read about concerning the US election and observed were the Democrats that had hired this huge auditorium to celebrate, or so they believed, Hillary's success. In fact, they even hired a firework display to celebrate her victory. And I watched this auditorium full of women, mainly young women, teenage girls, but women in general, young women that were waiting and waiting, and waiting to see Mrs Clinton and around 2am it became apparent that Hillary wasn't going to win and they sent one of their aides out to break the news that the election was lost and subsequently they were to go home. And I thought to myself, but where's Mrs Clinton? Where's Bill? Where's Chelsea? You mean to tell me that After two years of campaigning, two years of raising half a billion dollars, two years of putting your life on hold to help Hillary get the top job, you mean to tell me that she's not going to go out and thank her followers? Absolutely. She was nowhere to be seen. Her husband was nowhere to be seen. Her daughter was nowhere to be seen. Now what do you make of that? Her followers took a stand. Rightly wrongly, that's up for grabs, but her followers took a stand. Her followers put their lives on hold. Her followers raised a lot of money for her, and no doubt for that with friends and family along the way. And yet, when the election was lost, Hillary was nowhere to be seen. She had no interest, you see, in going out and meeting her adoring fans her faithful volunteers she was licking her wounds and yet you know that had she won she would have run out onto the stage and clapped her hands but because she lost it she lost all interest in thanking those that took a stand for her that put their lives on hold for her it's the same uh, account it's the same situation that I witnessed concerning my former atheist friends or my former catholic friend and former atheist friend and yes i witnessed to them when i got saved but got no response from them you see they would much rather abandon the lord shun the lord and stand with politicians movie stars pop stars football stars people that for the most have no interest in them and if you don't believe me Email your favourite politician. Email your favourite movie star. Email your favourite VIP and ask him or her to help you out. Explain your situation to them. Tell them that you've lost friends and family over them and can they help you with your mortgage repayments or your car repayments. Can they help you with your food bill? Just basic stuff and I guarantee you that 99% of those that you ask to receive help will be no help to you. And yet one person who loved you so much, one person who took a stand for you 2,000 years ago, one person who went to hell and back for you, tasted death for every man, was, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet why is it that so many people have got no interest in him? They'd much rather line themselves with Mrs. Clinton, or Mrs May in the UK or Mr Trump or Mr Corbyn in the UK what's going on here well number one they're unsaved they are spiritually dead and yes I will say they are zombie-like as well like my friends that I've been speaking about I was raised in a political family I was very political before I was saved so I know what I'm speaking about And although I hold no grudges, and I'm very much at peace with myself and the Lord, praise the Lord, I still feel grieved, I still feel uh, saddened that many of my past friends are caught up in politics, a dead system. In fact, I can remember one Catholic priest who would play golf every Monday morning with a Conservative councillor. And you think to yourself, what would those two possibly have in common? Well, more than you probably think. Because they, too, are cut from the same cloth. They can rub along with each other. It comes down to this, that the world, for the most part, is a mirage. Most of what you hear is bravado. Donald Trump made many promises throughout the US election. And I just wonder how many of those promises he will honour. And I wonder how many he's going to row back on, amend or kick into the long grass, as they say, and as a result upset many of his faithful followers. I may be wrong, but as someone who has observed politics and politicians for 20 years, I've seen this all before. I've seen politicians promise you the world and yet deliver nothing empty rhetoric there was a story i read about online not very long ago concerning chelsea clinton being friendly with ivana trump again those two can get along and yet their followers would fight tooth and nail and i mean physically at times to defend their fathers and yet what's it all about well it's a very complicated Uh, situation to really analyse, and I can say that uh, the overwhelming way to assess this will be to look at it from the perspective of such people being unsaved, part of a Luciferian setup. because this world belongs to the devil, 2 Corinthians 4.4, but it goes much deeper than that, and I think the truth be known, these people are probably victims as well of this world system, that's why we need to pray for such people. And all this talk about, well, Trump's a right-wing fascist, blah, blah, blah. Well, listen, for years we had to live, those of us which are saved, with left-wing governments forcing their ways on us. And we took it. We didn't uh, take to the streets. We didn't behave like anarchists. We took it. And yet now the boots on the other foot, now we've got the so-called conservative president, and we'll see just how conservative he is, in the coming weeks and months they've got to put up with it those on the other side and of course you know they won't put up with it they will take to the streets they will behave like anarchists like terrorists like animals for the most part and of course the reason for that is they're not saved but i appreciate this type of a message isn't uh, a popular one i don't know if for many of you you've got unsaved family and friends that are very much in bondage to political systems, false religions as well and you paid a huge price haven't you to come out from such people to follow the lamb and yet who else loves you like he does? who else took a stand for you like he did? I got an email from a Muslim concerning my uh, speaker's corner video and this guy said to me well what do you expect Muslims to do with that? Uh, video that you posted?" in other words what do you want them to do with your plea or What message do you have for them? And I thought to myself, you know, if someone told me 15 years ago that God left heaven, came to earth, lived a life that I can't live, bled for me, died for me, was resurrected for me, I would grab it with both hands. And yet, this Muslim, very reminiscent of these people I've been speaking about, is in a system would much rather be part of a tribal system than compare himself or align himself with the Lord Jesus Christ and I don't know what to do with that really it's a terrible thing to have to say and yet it's a very common thing when it comes to understanding why people are the way that they are yes people are very complex we know that whether they're saved or unsaved they are complex and if you are saved you are complex because you have an old nature and yet if you're not saved you are very much in need of being saved but this Islamic chap I guess if I were to ask him whether or not he's happy uh, or content or satisfied I guess of being a Muslim would say yes and he would say that he's been blessed by his God which goes back to my opening comments that he thinks that he's achieved his way of life as a result of the Lord's blessings upon him, which is completely incorrect. See, the Lord is very much a gentleman. He won't interfere in every point of our lives. He allows us to do our own thing. Again, go back to the rope analogy. Enough rope to save you, enough rope to hang you. And this is what I think is devastating, that so many people could be from the uh, science world Very much into evolution happily cruising through life thinking that they've got this great truth because the lord no longer bothers with them he no longer convicts them over their sin and yet when they die straight to hell religious people going to mass every day or going to the mosque every day or the synagogue every day or praying and fasting every day afflicting themselves every day living like a priest living like a monk living like a nun and yet they're not saved and they too have a false sense of assurance and this is why it's so important not to follow your feelings not to follow the mob not to get caught up with all the hysteria whether religious or secular and yet it was very interesting to monitor the u.s election well, I've been following many for years and it's been a very unusual one to follow. And yet, at the end of the day, they are unsaved people. Do you understand that? They are unsaved people. Look at Trump at the Al Smith dinner. He bows his head and one of the priests leads the benediction, the closing prayer. And Trump is swaying left to right. Have you seen it? It's a great clip to watch. Fascinating. And he's swaying back and forth. His eyes aren't closed. And you say, what's your point, James? My point is this. He's not praying. He's not a believer. He's a humanist. He's like John Smith back in the 1990s. Trump Trump doesn't pretend to be what he's not. And for that, I commend him. I salute him. I can't stand people who pretend to be what they're not and do so to get something from you, whether religious or political. And as trump was swaying back and forth eyes still very much opened the cardinal next to him a guy called dolan a very dubious and controversial character quite possibly the most powerful priest in america nudges him to stop him from swaying to close his eyes to pray to look reverential and again if you don't believe me go online and see it for yourself it's fascinating to see but these people are all in a tribal system These people are all cut from the same cloth and that's why you were told to come out from among them, don't even touch that contaminated uh, garment, don't even be affiliated with such people because they will let you down, mark my words, they will let you down, whether British or American or European or Australasian, I don't care, they will let you down because they're not saved. And they are very much following the spirit of the world so i'm going to sign out my voice has almost gone it's incredibly uh blastery so i can only hope and pray that this recording comes out okay and if necessary i will return and maybe do a part two to this very important subject of tribalism and i'll say this also that the only time in script that you were told to stand alone to stand apart was over in matthew chapter 10 concerning those that love their mothers or fathers husbands or wives more than the lord you were told that if that were to happen you would not be worthy of the lord there's a price to pay when it comes to following the lamb and these people politicians priests pop stars vips couldn't care less about you have no interest in you all they want at the end of the day is your vote to give them a lot of power to allow them to satisfy their own egos and that's why it's important that if you're saved you come away from such people but some out of time and I think you've got the main gist of this message and I wish you every blessing and maranatha in fact I'll just drop a quick PS in if I may and say that even Trump not only voted twice for Mr Obama but raised a lot of money to allow Mr Obama to elected the first time and to be re-elected you see politicians can rub along with each other pop stars can rub along with each other movie stars music stars sport stars can rub along with each other priests whether catholic or protestant or evangelical or greek or russian orthodox can rub along with each other and yet their followers and i've seen this myself will fight tooth and nail to defend blindly, their leaders, their idols, and yet those that they are following, those that they are almost worshipping, couldn't care less about you, and one final time, you don't believe me, drop my line, and ask them to help you out, ask them to offer support, and I mean ongoing support, not just, here's a one-off £25 uh, goodwill gesture, I mean ongoing support, some of you people have been tied into ministries for years, haven't you? And yet those ministries that you've been tied into wouldn't give you tuppence. And if you don't believe me, drop my line. In fact, I'll close with a quick story. I got an email from somebody who had been through many church systems and got caught up in this whole tithe lie. And this person was on a limited income, was struggling financially, was trying to raise children on their own. And yet the church is that this person was going to push the tithe lie so much that this person felt compelled to tithe tithe all of the time tithe above what they were able to afford and it got so bad that on more than one occasion this person had to go without a meal in order to allow their children to eat because they were terrified that money that was expected uh towards the church if it didn't come if it wasn't uh offered or if it wasn't given faithfully would result in a curse what a terrible story and a true one and this person's children are now agnostic indifferent they've had a bad experience well here's a little test for you why not turn the tables why not contact those that you've been tithing to and ask them to help you ask them to offer you some kind of support and i guarantee that for most people that you ask these well-known super duper ministries they will give you no support whatsoever they couldn't care less about you but again i think you've got the gist of this message and on that point i will sign out now for good bless you all in jesus name amen and amen